When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. It's time for uh, Kiwi and I to do a deep dive into some of the big storylines in and around the NFL. And we always like to look back before we look forward. And uh, we look back to that Thursday night game, Matthias and Tom Brady in those bucks. No, 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 no. They just do not look good. They lost to the Ravens 27 to 22. Dare I ask? Dare I even ponder whether or not they make the playoffs or not this season kiwi i mean mean, there's a possibility that they don't right obviously um i think when you when you look at how much tom brady actually means to this team he's not just the quarterback of the franchise he was probably is you know a player coach on the field so the fact that he's going through a very public struggle, something that, you know, is very personal. And we've, we've seen a lot of the details. I think it shows to you that um, he is such a big part of the team. Uh, they're having a hard time rallying without his instruction. And if he's not 100% focused, they're going to have a hard time the rest of the season. Uh, I, I would I would imagine so. And, you know, not not to beat a dead horse, you know, going back, to, of course, to him leaving for the wedding, not coming back to – uh, Tampa to travel with the team and then, you know, ripping his offensive line on national television, just, you, you know, the, um, the, the, the commitment to excellence that we've seen Tom Brady have year in and year out and, and not to take anything away from, you know, his personal life and news broke this week that, uh, they are in fact going to file for divorce. Um, so, you know, obviously he's, he's going through a lot with that being said, dare I ponder Dare I even consider putting some money down on the Atlanta Falcons winning that division over the Bucs, over the Saints, over the Carolina Panthers? You can get it at plus 175. Dare I, Kiwi? It, I wouldn't. I don't think it's a it's a bad idea right now, just because of of what we've seen from the Bucks when it comes to the Panthers. I mean, they've obviously dismantled and they're you know officially starting their rebuilding campaign. Saints don't look to be in it at all. So it's really going to come down to whether or not um, Tom Brady is going to be able to put this behind him and regain his focus during the season, which is a very difficult thing. So, yeah, if you want to put some money down on the Falcons, I wouldn't I wouldn't stop you. Uh, By the way, the Falcons have the easiest schedule remaining of all 32 teams in the NFL moving forward. And I, I just listen, I, I, I like I like what Arthur Smith is doing here with this roster and this team. And I saw this really I was watching one of the pregame shows last Sunday and, and they had this special segment on Arthur Smith and his relationship with Marcus Mariota and, he, and, and how he specifically wanted Marcus to come to Atlanta to take over the job at the quarterback position and the relationship they have. I, I'm going to do it. Plus 175 to win the division. Why not? Um, look, at, look at the rest of their schedule. I mean, they have Panthers, Chargers. Panthers again, uh, Bears, Commanders, Steelers, Saints, Ravens, yeah, um, good team. Cardinals, good team. But then they finish up with the Falcons. It's, I think, I think it's a, um, it's definitely not a foregone conclusion, but I think it's a pretty safe bet. Um, 
Rogers struggling comes out, says some interesting things, his comments to his teammates, uh, good, bad. Will this motivate? If you were his teammate, how would you feel about some of the things that Aaron Rodgers said this week to the public media? I think it's difficult because it goes back to um, even last year, a year prior where, you know, he was dishonest about, you know, his status and, and whatnot, regardless of how you feel about, you know, vaccinations, I feel like there's there's a level of trust that you should have with the guys that you're in the locker room with. The issue I have with his statements is he's separating himself from the team. He's he's putting himself like we the media will do it. And and of course, like, you know, to a certain extent, coaches will do it. But for an individual to separate himself out and say, you know, this is what this team needs as as, as if you're not part of the problem. I have a lot of difficulty sitting and listening to that, you know. Um, but then again, it's it's something where you have to be in the locker room. You have to understand, like, is he really separating himself or is this just verbal? Does he actually show up early on time uh, to meetings and is he putting in that extra work? If he is, then I think, you know, the guys in the locker room can maybe give him a pass for his choice of words. But I'll tell you, if you're, if you're sitting on the team and you're listening to somebody and they're putting themselves outside of the team and saying that the team needs to be – you know, embarrassed or they need to do something. Hey, this is, this is a wee thing, you know, and you touch the ball every single time. So you have just as much fault, if not more than anybody else on this, in this organization. So, um, I don't, I don't like the, the way that it sounds, but again, you know, you gotta be in the locker room and you gotta understand that there's a different dynamic. If the guy is still a part of the team, if he still is sitting and, and eating with everybody and he still is putting in all the work, then the, the words that he chooses, that's, that's not as important. Uh, it will be interesting to see uh, how this this all unfolds, especially big game against the Buffalo Bills, okay, uh, this week, which is going to be interesting. The first time in Aaron Rodgers' career that he is a double-digit dog. Um, so uh, this is this is it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Um, as we get closer, of course, to the trade deadline, a lot of moves have been made. As we know, Christian McCaffrey goes to the 49ers. Uh, big move for the Philadelphia Eagles, getting Robert Quinn from the Bears. Uh, again, sh- do, do I dare ponder? Do I dare even uh, put a little money down that possibly the Eagles could go undefeated this season? Uh, th- their roster, hands down, Kiwi, is... is uh, and you could argue the Buffalo Bills. You could argue, uh, I think, the best and the deepest and the most talented in the NFL. How hard is it? I mean, obviously, it's, it's the last time it was done in 1972 with the Miami Dolphins. So obviously, it's, it's, it's pretty damn hard. But but put it in context for us. You know, how hard is it for a team and an organization to go undefeated? It's extremely difficult, um, not just because the games are hard to win, but as you start to get closer to the playoffs and you have situations where you've either clinched a playoff spot or you've clinched home field, there are other things that become more important than chasing that undefeated status, right? So we all want to win. We all want to play for the love of the game. We all want to, but we do have to understand that you know, hits are cumulative and you're going to need your entire stable if you're going to make a, a legitimate run into the playoffs. And so once you start getting to that point where it's like, hey, we have accomplished everything that we can do in the regular season, do you really want to jeopardize your chances at making a, a Super Bowl run to make, to attain this record? Or do you want to start to rest players and make sure everybody is healthy and then also make sure that younger guys can get some reps, you know, because it's also an opportunity to, to throw some younger guys in there later in the season when you've already um, secured your spot. 
so that they can get reps so that when they're counted on, they can go out there and perform. So number one, it's difficult. They're in the, the most difficult stretch of the season right now where now all eyes are on you. There's enough film to watch to understand not just your your coaching tendencies but individuals tendencies and and so the the game they're going to get everybody's best shot from from here on out so it's extremely difficult to win in the nfl but you also got to think that you know once it gets down the road you know decisions are going to be made in a different capacity and not everybody not everybody's out here trying to chase you know that undefeated season most people are hey listen we're we're, our goal is to get this ring and we're going to do whatever it takes to get this ring and um, so I think that's that's probably what makes it the most difficult. Um, again, as as I said, the trade deadline, you've got Christian McAllister going, Christian McAllister, Christian McCaffrey going to the 49ers, uh, Kadarius Tony. Obviously, we talked about it earlier here on the program, uh, the Giants trading him to the Kansas City Chiefs. Reports are that Odell Beckham Jr. potentially could could join the Buffalo Bills okay. wide receiving core. Oh, right. Like, whoa. I mean, Nine it's lives. it's. Right. It's it's like it's about that time. Right. Where teams are, are gearing up and they're getting their rosters ready to make that final push and that final final run uh, to, to win the Super Bowl. So with, with that being said, I mean, let's just say hypothetically speaking, Odell does get added to that Buffalo Bills roster. It is well, well two part question here. Number one, do you have the right now as the Bills are? Do you have the Bills winning? Uh, the, uh, the 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 Super Bowl number one. If not, they add Odell Beckham Jr. to uh, that 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 offense. Does that put them over the top for you? I think they have a, a very good chance of winning the Super Bowl. I don't think I'm I'm ready to to just write them in as the the champions. Um, I think the same thing as um, last year. Odell Beckham Jr. is is the type of guy who can fit into an organization and provide them with uh, a shot in the arm that they need. He's going to, at bare minimum, draw attention away from other receivers who are now going to have opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't have. And you're talking about, um, you know, a mature veteran quarterback who understands the offense and can give him, I remember us talking about this last year, you know, like where, where's a good landing place for him? And I, I, say, I still say the same thing. He needs a veteran quarterback who's confident enough to, to lead the huddle, lead the locker room, but then also has an understanding of the offense. You can say, Hey, listen, like everybody else is going to listen to play. You watch me. I'll give you a hand signal. We'll have a, a connection, you know, prior to the game. So you don't have to try to come in here and understand the entire playbook, you know, and something that Tom Brady, when his, when he's focused, is also able to do so uh yeah i mean you stick odell beckham jr on that roster and at bare minimum he's attracting enough attention to open up opportunities for everyone else at his best he's still a very 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 um good wide receiver and can get you you know a lot of points um, also some news, unfortunate news for the Cincinnati Bengals this week, and that is uh, Jamar Chase out four to six weeks dealing with a hip issue. Uh, they want to be really careful here. They want to make sure that uh, this isn't an injury that they, they, they you know, make worse and then potentially could be lingering. So he's going to be out a minimum of four, possibly six weeks for the Bengals. Same question here. You know, this is a Bengals team. The last two weeks, they've really been able to turn it around, especially in their passing game. They've gone to shotgun almost 90% of the time. They're throwing the ball all over the playground. Uh, they've got a, an interesting matchup against a division rival, the Cleveland Browns, on Monday night. Uh, they were favored by three and a half. With the news of uh, Jamar Chase, it's now dropped to three. Your your thoughts on on the Bengals long term? Uh, do you still give them a chance to win the AFC North without Jamar Chase? And short term, what are your thoughts on the Monday night game, Kiwi? 
without, without Jamar Chase, I just I don't I don't see them being the same team. So you know, do they have a shot? Yes, somebody can always step up, but it's going to be very difficult. I, I would not write him in. When it comes to those hip injuries, I, I would advise him. I don't know the severity of it. I don't know the specifics, but after playing nine years and being in, in the training room, I never had to deal with hip injuries. But I will say, it can have a severe effect on your long-term career. So as as a as a vet, somebody who played, I would look him dead in the eye and say, Hey, listen, this is something that you need to take seriously. This is not a calf strain. This is not, you know, a quad contusion or something that we want you to, to play through. I would say, you know, talk to some talk to some retired vets who have lingering hip issues. I mean, you're talking about conditions that will persist after you're done playing football and will cause you to to have to to miss events with your children. So um I, I think that he should take as much time as he needs. He's an explosive player. He's going to have to rely on on his hips. Um, and then, as far as the team goes, he he is a huge part of their offense. Um, he's they're going to have to find ways to compensate. The great teams do, but it's going to be very difficult. So no, I don't write him in to to win this division. Uh, what about what about Monday night? I, I still like Cincinnati. Listen, they have T. Higgins. They have Tyler Boyd. They have Joe Mixon. Cleveland has been horrible against opposing running backs. They've given up 12 touchdowns to opposing running backs this season. And of course, Joe Mixon, big part, not only, of, the, of course, their rushing attack, but also their passing game. I, I still like Cincinnati, even without Jamar Chase. What say yeah. you? Yeah, I, I still I still like Cincinnati. I think they have enough pieces to to get the job done, and the Browns have not proven that they, you know that they're going to be to be able to stop them. And then also, what happens is when when you're um, you know studying, preparing for a team, and then they they lose you know a big key component, they have to come up with some new things. So in short notice, they don't really know what to prepare for in terms of the passing game. So it's going to be difficult for them, and I don't think that they're going to be in the position to adjust to it. Uh, great stuff as always, Kiwi. Um, uh, New York game day rolls on. That's right. We still have a lot more coming your way. And uh, and don't forget, Mike Tannenbaum joins us at the top of the 10 a.m. hour as well. So stay tuned. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, and you. It is New York game day here on 98.7 ES. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's PN. 
New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Welcome back to ESPN Game Day 98.7. I am Matthias Kiwanuka for Anita Marks and later Mike Tannenbaum. But right now, we have my man Jordan Renan joining us. Jordan, how you doing? I'm good, Kiwi. What's going on with you? It's, it's early here in Seattle. It's early. <laughs> Think about this you... for a second. This is, this is really crazy. So there's this 9.30, you know, London game right there today mm-hmm. in, uh, what is it, Jacksonville, Denver. Mm-hmm. If you live here, that game starts at 6, and you want to watch it, let's say you happen to be a Broncos fan living in Seattle, mm-hmm. 6.30 a.m. <laughs> you got to get up to watch football. I never, it's a I never world out here, man. I never got how I, I have friends who moved out to the West Coast, and they would say, "Yeah, like when college football is on, you just wake up and football is just on automatically, you know." And it's like yeah. it's something that you definitely have to get used to. We talked about it earlier in the show. Manita um, was asking me about you know traveling to the West Coast and and how you know most players that she's spoken to would rather go out a day before. Let me ask you this: like, how is the team? Um, in terms of their preparation, do they feel comfortable? You know, are guys talking about you know getting enough rest and and whatnot, or do you think that they look rested enough? Yeah, the the approach to me from what I heard would seem to be like, all right, we're going to the West Coast. Let's just operate as you know as if we're still kind of on East Coast time because like you know they just come in yesterday to basically here for less than you know for twenty four hours, right? And then, then they they get out of here. So it's like, hey, we're, let's just operate like we're on East Coast time. We're going to play a 425 game, not a one a 125 game or a one o'clock game, really, which is what it is local time here, you know. And so I, I think that's kind of the approach here. But we'll see how it works because uh, this is kind of the first time they did it with this new regime, right? I mean, they went the other direction; they went to mm-hmm. London, but that, that <laughs> the clock changes differently there, and, that, and that's different because you got to go out. You kind of have to uh, represent the shield and and go promote the game. So they're going out on Thursday. That's that's a just a completely different beast altogether. But I don't think it should make much difference. Um, you know, the, the, it is it is interesting because this is they have uh, this. It's they're in the West Coast. They're traveling to Seattle, and they have the buy on on the horizon. Right? Mm-hmm. You would think if there is an opportunity for this team to slip up, this this might be it. But and and the Seattle team also, by the way, is playing pretty well, especially offensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're definitely playing well offensively. Uh, Before we get to that, let's talk about last week with the Giants because I think that plays a role into the recovery and and moving on aspect, right? So you had a game that came down to the wire. I was was at the edge of my seat. I was excited. Um, Talk to me about what you saw, you know, in terms of, the, the end of that game. I know Saquon tried to get down and stay in bounds. Was that just a fatigue error? In, in my mind, what it looked like is he, he tried. To, he, he knew what he was trying to do. You know, he just got yeah. you know, a little bit yeah. too far and ended up being pushed out of bounds. But that set off a ripple of events that could have potentially changed the game. Was that addressed? Mm-hmm. And do you think they have those things corrected? Yeah, you know, I saw something different last week that I don't think we saw before. And I think it's sort of the evolution of this team is that after that game and throughout this week, you heard a lot of, you know, almost like they were unhappy. Like, you know, it wasn't just enough to win. It wasn't just enough to win anymore, right? They, this team mm-hmm. hasn't done a lot of winning in recent years. You felt like early in the season, you know, like, hey, we don't care if Tennessee screwed up the end of that game. I mean, you know, the way Mike Grable, Mike Grable, you could be like, he took a knee before kicking a field goal and making an even harder field goal. 
they missed mm-hmm. the field goal at the buzzer. Like it could have easily went in a different direction. But mm-hmm. and like they were just happy to get a win, right? I think after this game last week, you really saw them. I mean, Saquon called himself soft. He said he played soft in the game. Kiwi, <laughs> you played a long time in this league. How often have you heard a player sit there after a game and call himself soft? I honestly have never heard that. It's what you just touched on, right? So you said they were unhappy. Even though they won the game, they were still unhappy, which which says to me they're on the right track. The expectations within the building are are significantly higher. I I mean, I love it. Uh That's where you want your team to be. Daniel Jones apologized for uh, yelling at it because the guy dropped the pass. Brian Dable was basically talking as if the Giants lost. He was that upset with the way that they finished that game. Like, so I, like you said, I think the bar has risen. The standard is now different. And I think it is. I think that, that to me, I was like, oh, wow. Like, this team is at the next level now. Like, it's no longer, okay, let's just, if we win, that's great. It's like, no, now we have to want to win. And we want to win and play well and do the things, do the things we do well. And this because there's a bigger goal, right? They're looking at things down the line. It's not just a right to get get a win. You know, we're looking to do bigger things. And so, to me, yeah, that was that was very uh, eye opening. And, and to me, it really kind of signaled uh, like a new stage for this uh, new regime in the organization. Definitely, definitely on to bigger things. So, um, in my opinion, I think the DBs of the DB unit in, as a whole has not gotten enough credit. The way that I saw them walk, running in lockstep, the way that I saw them, you know, like what I would consider BS penalties coming back and still performing down the right. stretch of that game. So at any point, if you want to jump in there, but one thing I did want to touch on in terms of the negativity mm-hmm. is, you know, rushing yards per play. 32nd in the league. Sacks yeah. per pass attempt, 23rd in the league. What do, what do the Giants need to do to get that cleaned up? Because those are those are the really, when I look at the, the GIS, there's only a couple of negative statistics on the defensive side of the ball, but those mm-hmm. are two big glaring stats that jump out at you. What do you think that needs, that needs to be yeah. done there? Yeah, again, we talked about that last week, and I, I told you it's, like, it's strange because you're like, oh, this team can't stop the run, and usually you mm-hmm. start with the interior of the line. And I and that's not where teams are. They're still attacking those edges, Kiwi. They still got to do a better job on those edges. Uh, teams are really, really exploiting that. And until the Giants make an adjustment there, that can stop. Like Jahad Ward's been great stopping the run, but like uh, aside from him, like on those edges, it just hasn't been great. And that includes um, the cornerbacks, right? And so mm-hmm. that I think they're looking at and saying, "Look, we need to improve that." They know that. Whether, whether they want to be included they, or not, they're, they're going to have to get involved. I said it last week. I, I played with a lot of quarters, and they would look me dead in the eye and say, hey, listen, if you're counting on me to help in the run game, we got bigger problems, Kiwi. <laughs> y'all, better, y'all, right. y'all better take care of that. But, but I, do, I do get it. You but need somebody you to set the to. edge. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. have to. And look, I, I mean, when I talked to Chris Canty at the beginning of the season, he knows Wink Martindale already. Play, he played for Wink Martindale, so he knows – he knows him well, mm. and he said, like, his priorities is always, like, number one is pressuring the quarterback and stopping mm. the run. Like, he really puts an emphasis on it. So I'm, I know when they see those numbers that that bothers this team. So they have to find a way to improve that. And that's not easy because this is actually a really good running team for Seattle. And we saw Definitely. what Ken Walker did last week. Yeah, and we saw what Ken Walker, the rookie out of Michigan State, did last week. 
you know, they, if they don't get that right, this could be a long afternoon because that's Seattle offense. Uh, is it, is this something where they have to change a game plan to – do they have to change a game plan to account for them, or is this just a, hey, everybody do your job situation? Uh, I think it's a, it's an everybody do your job situation. Like they just they need their defensive backs and their and their outside linebackers to play better. They need their inside linebackers also. I mean, I think we might Landon Collins. We saw it a little bit at the end there last week. He was slipping in and you know sub package roles at that middle linebacker like not middle line but the inside linebacker spot. I think that's something that could possibly be seen more. And uh, see if, if that can help. Because if there's one thing he could do, like that, stopping the run was always uh, one of his strengths. You know, playing in that box and being physical. So we'll see if that's something that Wink Martindale turns to. But uh, they got to get that fixed. But and like you said, it, you sit there and you look at some of these stats. If you're last in yards per play against the run, and you're what in the bottom half of the league in defense, 18th, 19th, whatever, whatever they are, and to- that's mm-hmm. basically total yards allowed. Mm-hmm. I get it. You could be good situationally in the red zone and on third down, but you can't like they're on one end of the spectrum in yards. You you can't. I don't know how sustainable that is. Like I don't know if you could be just every time you need to call up and be like, oh well, we're going to make a play now. You know, like Mm -hmm. I don't know how. I don't know if that's the long term if that's sustainable. So they got to get it fixed because they're sixth in the league in allowing points, but. You know, like twenty, eighteenth or twentieth in yards. Like that doesn't really go together. You can't be, you know, below average for eighty percent of the field. You know, eighty percent of the field, and the other twenty percent of the field somehow somehow you're you're uh, you know top two percent. Like it doesn't, that doesn't make sense long term. So I think this defense is, is going to have to do a little bit more than be optimistic, uh, just opportunistic going forward if they want to be the unit that that uh, they strive to be. Thank you. We're up against the clock here. Final thoughts, predictions of the outcome. What are, you, what are your expectations this week? I think this is a tough one this week. Like last week, I thought I, I remember I was telling you, like, I, I don't know how they're underdogs. This week, I kind of understand that this is a tough game in on the road in a tough venue. I think this might be the one out of these next three games that they slip up. So I, I think this, if they could somehow win this game, I mean, think about it. They're sitting at seven and one with a bye week and then home games against Houston and Detroit. Like if they win this game, like nine and one is clearly on the table, mm-hmm. but I, I do think that this is, this is going to be a tough game. And if I had to pick what you're making me do here, I think I'm going to go <laughs> this time with Seattle in a tight game. Like this time, maybe the, the magic at the end just comes up a little short. Understandable. Doesn't mean you're against them. Just means that you know you're, you're reading the situation. Well, Jordan, <laughs> always always appreciate you coming on. I enjoy our um, you know our, our time on the, on the show. Uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the game. Uh, get out there. Get some seafood and, and get back safe, man. Thank you for coming. You know on. it. All right, all right, Kiwi. Six thirty football. I'm going to watch. I'll speak <laughs> to you. Right. Goodbye. That's Jordan and <laughs> I'm Matthias Kiwanuka for Anita Marks, and later on we'll have Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN Game Day, ninety-eight point seven. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The 
playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Anita's three locks of the week. That's right. It's time for my locks of the week. It's Kiwi's favorite segment. <laughs> You've been crushing it this year. Okay. I mean, listen, listen, hey. listen up, peoples. Three and zero again last week. So my record is seventeen and four. You your, went your to true you, fans. You've made your true fans some real money. That's that's, okay. what, that's what that means. Se- who's seventeen and four in this industry? It's crazy. <laughs> like it's not. It's not real. I know we say it each and every week. This is the third week I've gone three and zero. It's not realistic. It's this just doesn't happen. This is just. This is. I, I'm I, an I outlier. Think, this this I think this, it's this show's an outlier. Say that. It's important for you to say that for people who are trying to get into gambling or just not getting into, into the into the sports books and and whatnot. But um, between I, I've I've seen it. You've done it. You put in the work and you've done it. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, right? Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. By the way, uh, Jacksonville up seven nothing against the Denver Broncos. Trevor Lawrence four for five, thirty seven yards and a touchdown. This is big. This is big. Telling you, I, my play is the under here. Surprised that they were able to score so quickly. 740 still left in the first quarter. Uh, his touchdown pass went to Evan Ingram. How about that? Who I'm trying to think. Who called in asking me should they play Evan Ingram today? I told them not to. One reception for 22 yards and a touchdown. How about that? ATN, two carries for 15 yards. He's averaging 7.5 per carry. ATN is a, what a beast, man. He's so good. He's so good. This Jacksonville Jaguars team is so close, Kiwi. They are so close. It's good to see a team that has struggled and, and gone through what they've gone through, just the coaches and, and all kinds of nonsense, to see them actually have potential and and believe in themselves. You know what I mean? Like It's hard to be on a team that is that dejected for a long time. So to see them come back, it, this is good. You know, it, it makes me feel good as just, just as an athlete, just as a fan of sports in general. It feels good to see them have some success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so it's time for, uh, again, Locks of the Week. Unbelievable. Somebody pinch me. I'm 17-4 and four on the season here. Uh, let's keep it going, right? And, uh, and this is my best bet. I'm starting with my best bet. My best bet is the Philadelphia Eagles minus six and a half at the half. Here's why. Eagles coming off a bye week, but Howie, Ro- Howie Roseman was not. Uh, he signs Robert Quinn, and you can allude, you, you can attest to this. Eight, can you imagine, Kiwi, can you imagine having 18 and a half sacks in a single season? Is that just, that's like, that's ridiculously dumb. I I aimed for it every year. It was, (laughs) it was was so, it was so attainable week one, two, and three. And then somewhere between weeks 10 and 16, I was like, all right, all right, right, this is good. (laughs) 
<laughs> 18 and a half sacks last season. You know why? You know why he doesn't have a lot of sacks right now because he's the only thing the uh, de- the the mm-hmm. Chicago Bears were having and he was he was he was facing more double teams than the Bosa brothers combined. Absolutely. Now he goes to the Eagles? <laughs> you can't double team anybody on that on that defensive line. Forget about it. So, what freeing, oh, what a freeing feeling for a, for a, a dominant pass rusher, you know, who's coming off a great season in their prime mm, mm, to mm. have to mm, to mm. be in, be put in situations where they're going to have to single you up. Oof. Oof. Hold I on. Mean, hold on one second. While while we're talking about this because now you got me going, you're agreeing with me. Now I, now you got me on a roll. I want to see <laughs> I want to look at these. I want to look at, see is is there is there a yeah, Robert Quinn sack plus 180. Take <laughs> it. Oh boy. Oh, I'm all over it. Anyway, so 18 and a half sacks last season, not getting it done because he's getting double teamed in Chicago. He gets traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. Good luck. Any picket today, I'll tell you that. Eagles, they have not trailed at the half all season, Kiwi. Hmm. The whole entire season. And they've and they go in, in, in at the half up by a margin of 13 points. They're averaging 13 points at the half. Hmm. Meanwhile, you got a Steelers team coming off a Sunday night game against the Dolphins in Miami, traveling back. First half offense ranked 22nd in the NFL. First half defense ranked 28th in the NFL. Forget about it. Eagles, minus six and a half in the first half. That's my best bet. What say you? I, I like it. I mean, low key, that's how you put together a championship season. If you can come out strong, we always talk about like getting off to a good start. But the reason is because you're not paying under stress. You don't have to strain your defense or your offense. You're not asking them to do too much. You can keep guys rested, and then that keeps them fresher throughout the season. So, no, nah, I, I, I like it. So that I, I started off with my best bet. Uh, let's talk about the 49ers and the Rams. Um, Kyle Shanahan is McVay's daddy. Jimmy Garoppolo is McVay's daddy. Seven and one. <laughs> Seven and one. Jimmy Garoppolo is a starter against the Rams. The Rams offense still anemic. Uh, in fact, they lose note boom at their left tackle position. Matthew Stafford getting pressured 40% of the time. Uh, the 49ers defensive front seven getting pressure on the quarterback 40% of the time. Oh, by the way, they played each other in week four. Seven sacks in that game alone. They got seven sacks. Meanwhile, huh, welcome to the NFL, Christian McCaffrey under Kyle Shanahan. Uh, can't wait to see what he's going to do with him, especially with Debo Samuel out. I think Christian McCaffrey's going to be utilized big time in the passing game today. And oh, by the way, how funny is this? The last game the Rams played before their bye week was against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey put up 70 rushing yards and 90 passing yards. What do you think he's going to do in this Kyle Shanahan offense with the 49ers? How are the 49ers only favored by one here? I, 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 and, it, and I get, like, it's a rhetorical question. I get it. It's, it's the Rams. They won the Super Bowl last year. Everybody's waiting for this team to turn it around. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, 49ers going to roll. And, and I'll lay the one point. I, I mean, I, I think it's ridiculous. What say you? I, I agree with you on this one. I think it's the same reason for why the Giants aren't favored, right? It's what what's happened in recent memory. It's hard for, for people outside of, you know, the in, like the immediate fan base to, to look at a team and say, okay, this is exactly what's happening. So the recent memory of the, of the Rams is that they've had a tremendous amount of success. I don't think it's just because they partied all offseason, but it takes – 
a lot out of you to get to and then to you know win a Super Bowl and you know you don't have as much time to come back and to prepare you you have other obligations so I just don't think that this is their year is this the end of it no but I, I think for this week for the reasons you gave namely Christian McCaffrey what he did to them <laughs> before their buy and what he's about to do to them after their buy wow. uh, yeah, I'll go with you on this it. one also Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. And last but not least, in tongue in cheek, I know I sent you the video. If folks haven't seen it yet, it's up on my Twitter. Uh, and it's up on my uh, Twitter at Anita Marks, Facebook, Anita underscore, I mean, uh, Instagram, Anita underscore Marks. So, do you want, do you play Call of Duty? I, I don't. Listen, no, listen no. full transparency, I, I know nothing. I know nothing. Um, Colonel Schultz, I know I'm dating myself. I know nothing. I know nothing about. You're laughing. You know who Colonel Schultz is, or you don't. No, you're laughing because no. you because do, you don't. No, I'm laughing because I don't. Okay. I'm laughing because you said I'm dating myself. Every time somebody says they're dating yourself, I gotta Google some stuff. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> so I know nothing about video games. Like I don't have time. I, I I barely have time for myself. I have no time to play video games. So, um. But Call of Duty. And Tom, by the way, Tom and Harvey are producing the show. God bless. First of all, Anthony, who produces the Michael K show, clued me into this earlier in the week. So, Anthony, big shout out. I then followed up with Tom, and Tom's a big uh, video game guy, and he explained to me. So, Call of Duty, you were able to play individually up until, was it Thursday morning at 1 a.m.? It launched that now you can play. It's, it's multiplayer. And when you're, now you're on multiplayer, you can play for hours on end. Keep in mind, let's reverse. Kyler Murray, his contract stipulated no video games during the season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I, I remember You're- that there was there was somebody who did the the actual what do we call it statistics or analytics. Everybody's saying right now, and yep. he does have a significantly less winning percentage when um, a new game, a new COD game, is released that week. Yep. And to me, yep. <laughs> that is insane but if the numbers don't lie and the people who numbers are don't lie baby can can attest to the fact that he's up playing come on man like you got bigger fish to fry N- numbers don't lie cod and the the you know um what is it called again tom the where you could play with everybody multiplayer 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 launched <laughs> you know mm-hmm. kyler murray's been up hours on end <laughs> Playing Call gotta, of Duty. I gotta believe. I gotta believe because it's been such a big deal and so so much is made of it. I gotta believe mm-hmm. that he's got he's got to have one friend on a team who would drive over to his house who who has you know has the ability to be like, hey man, put the sticks down. Like it, we we got a game to play. Like we we got we got to win. If my yep. if my quarterback if my teammate is up nope. late playing a game and I realize that it's taking money out of my pocket, hey bro, like we we gonna have some we got some issues. So, in fact, you know, you, do you know Steve Kimes? Do you know the general manager of the? Uh, Not personally. The, well, he's he. First of all, he's phenomenal. He's just really like one of the coolest dudes out there. Anyway, I sent him my video. Needless to say, I have not heard back from him. Um, I don't know if he's. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's ever going to hear. For, if he's ever going to talk to me again. But tongue in cheek, I had fun with it. And I'm serious. Like I know we're having fun talking about it, but I'm serious. Like I, this is part of my handicapping. I love the Minnesota Vikings. They're coming off of a bye. They're home. They haven't lost at home yet. You have a Saints team with Andy Dalton, who put up over 400 yards and 34 points against that Arizona Cardinals offense. I, I don't. I don't think Murray staying up till the wee hours of the night playing COD is going to be able to to, to do the same. 
uh, against a Minnesota Vikings team coming off of a buy at home. So anyway, uh, that's my third play. Minnesota Vikings minus three. It's a three and a half. I don't like the hook. I'm going to buy it down. So you're laying $130 down to win $100. Minnesota Vikings minus three against the Arizona Cardinals. Those are my three plays. By the way, a uh, little extra nugget here for you. My, uh, another one of my favorite plays this week is Tony Pollard running back for the Dallas Cowboys, over 77 and a half rushing yards. To me, he's the better back than Ezekiel Elliott. He's number one in most explosive rushing plays of any running back in the NFL. He's averaging 5.6 yards per kick. Dude's a beast, okay? He should be starting that backfield for the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to get at least 20 more touches. They're going up against Detroit. Game script, I think Dallas is going to go up fast and early. They're going to run the ball. I love, this is my favorite play. This is my favorite prop bet. Tony Pollard, over 77 and a half rushing yards. Thoughts? Yeah. I, I heard you um, in the first hour in your fantasy, you know, talking about why certain players play and whatnot. And it, what you said, there's there's a lot of truth to it there. And I think in games like this, in games where they're going to have an opportunity to run the ball and take some reps off of, you know, quote unquote, their guy, this is this is an opportunity for him. The other time is when they're going to need to get the yards through the rushing, right? So at some point during the season, they're going to have a neat where they're, they're placing a team and we, they can't throw the ball. They're going to need it. I do believe that that's another, another chance where he's going to be able to shine. Uh, so those are the locks of the week. Again, 17 and four this season. 17 Jump. and four. Jump on board now because this isn't I'm just every week I say this isn't going to last, Kiwi. This isn't going to last. And I go three, you know, so jump on it now. Quick break. We come back. We kick off our three and Mike Tannenbaum joins us next. It is New York Game Day here on 90.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka and Anita Marks.